Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Vaughn from the Vine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I'm excited that you are walking with me. What we do each day is we look at about three chapters of Scripture that I'm just organically reading through in my time with the Lord, and we're going to discuss them for around 20 minutes. You're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters individually, but hopefully together we'll be able to hear the voice of the Lord as we're meeting each day. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm... Today's passage comes from Proverbs 25, 26, and 27. Um, it starts off in 25 saying that these are the Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, copied. And so we can kind of put this at a, at a place where... Uh, we remember Hezekiah was a part of a revival. Um, he was a righteous. He had a, he had a heart for righteousness, uh, and so he w- probably would have, as a part of that heart for righteousness, wanted to restore the people again to wisdom. So he he uh, makes a copy of uh, a collection of these wise sayings of Solomon, uh, essentially to get the people's. Uh, mind wrapped back around wisdom again and and being like God and really I think from here on out uh, it goes so rapid fire that it's it's just that you could take one of these proverbs um, a day and just dwell on it um, and so I, I've, I've never felt more like I'm just grazing the the top of the surface than I will probably today uh, or the next or the next few times that we're together but I'm going to do my best to just again grab the the major characteristics that spoke to me about um, wisdom and what wise people do and trying to my best to also pick out things that are repeated multiple times because I think we can we can learn to first apply those things to our lives and then we can look at the the other things and kind of build upon wisdom as a as as foundationally as we can and so um verse two it, it said it is the glory of god to conceal things but the glory of kings to search things out um, and so uh, wise people are people uh, of pursuit people that search out um, the things that the Lord has has given to us kind of reminds me of Jesus and how he spoke in a way of parables. And he says, he who has ears, let him hear. We know that Jesus spoke in a way oftentimes that wasn't easy to understand. But wise people aren't necessarily looking for things that are easy to understand, but things that they have to search and find and chew. And so um, then it goes on to say... Um, do not put your verse six. Do not put yourself forward in the king's presence, or stand in the place of the great. For it is better to be told, "Come up here," than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. And you know, it's cool when you start to see so many of these proverbs were things that Jesus lived out, and also things that he taught about. 
because it's the wisdom of God that was being spoken through Solomon. It's the wisdom of God that was being repeated through Hezekiah's men. It's the wisdom of God that was being lived out through Jesus' life and then taught unto the disciples and the followers, the first followers of Christ. It's the same wisdom. And so here, when, when we read about this, this is exactly what Jesus spoke about in Luke chapter 14 where where he says really the same concept of when you go into an assembly, don't put yourself in the seat of honor uh, lest you be asked to step down. It's better for you to put yourself in the lowest position and ask to step up. And that's just the heart of wisdom is the heart of humility. Wise people are meek. Wise people are humble and meek. I mean, even, even when we, even when we look at, you know, the Beatitudes in, in Matthew chapter five, even when we look at what Jesus said regarding the meek, he says, pull it up real quick. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. And so we understand that this concept of wise living is one of not seeking exaltation and not seeking promotion, but instead counterculturally seeking the lowest place of honor. And this is against your flesh's nature. Your flesh likes to be recognized. It likes to be, it likes to seat, to be seated at the head of the table. It likes to be, um, honored. And, and, but the, the heart of it is, is that you're going to let God do that to you. And you're not going to do that to yourself. Okay. And so, um, that's something that I think we've seen continuously in the Proverbs is that wise people let God honor them instead of seeking to honor themselves. And so, um, Verse 9, argue your case with your neighbor himself and do not reveal another's secret, lest he who hears you bring shame upon you and your ill repute have no end. And so, um, yes, when you're dealing with a strife, controversy, anything against um, another person, uh, the wise thing to do is always to go to them. Wisdom is to take your case up against with the person that you have a case against. And that sounds simple, but oftentimes we have problems with people and it we actually flee the controversy that we fear may come from ha- having a direct confrontation with them, but we have no problem taking our case up with other people behind their back or even... Um, to, to take them to court, so to speak, even if we don't literally take them to court, we even just put them on trial because if we invite other people into the situation that need not be there. So even in the New Testament, in the formation of the church and the, and the pillars that they were, that we were founded on, one of the things is that if your brother offends you, go to him. And so, we see that that's always the first response. There's a place for getting other people involved. That's never the first place. That's never the first place. Um, and so we must be people of wisdom who, uh, if we feel we have an issue with someone, we just go to them. 
We just go to them. And I found that because all men and women were created by God, even if they're not walking with God, there is a fingerprint of God on their life. Um, what happens is, if the, the, the longer we exist without God's presence and the more evil that we're exposed to, the more those fingerprints fade and we start to bear the mark of the world instead of the mark of God. And the more we walk with God, the more that we're restored to our original state of being formed in our mother's womb in His image. Now, I say that to say, I have found that even when I'm dealing with people who are non-believers, if I will deal with them by looking at them in the eye and being face-to-face, it automatically puts me in a disposition to give them grace and mercy because I still can see God in them um, due to the fact that they were made by God, meaning I'm able to deal with them in a more correct way than if I'm trying to, than if I'm trying to convict them and put them on trial without staring at them face to face. Does that make, I hope that makes sense. I'm just speaking from personal experience, especially in a technology age. We crucify people behind their backs through messages and and through social media posts, and we've we've demonized all these people. Uh, but it's only because we have not really stared at their eyes. You know, we've not really seen the blue or the green or the brown in their eyes. We've not really pondered upon that they were each once held in their mother or their father's arms and rocked to sleep. We've not really thought about the intentionality that God put forth in their mother's womb to craft them to become the person that they are. Whether they're walking in their calling or whether they're not, God still put forth an intentionality into them. We're still looking at a piece of art that God formed. Even if it's a decaying, diminishing piece of art, it still has my father's fingerprints on it. I still can't discard it as trash. All people are to be honored and respected. And one of the ways that we do that as wise people as we talk to them face to face about the issues that we have. And you're going to get a million times more clarity by putting yourself in those positions than you'll ever get talking about people behind their back. Because you're, when you do that, you're going to, your friends and the people that you talk about are really just going to have a, a tendency to side with you. And that's just going to make you feel more justified in your disagreement or your hatred for them. And that's not healthy. So wise people understand that. Um, verse 11, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. Um, so again, wise people choose their words carefully and they know when to speak and what to speak. I think that's very true. Um, uh, that's one of the things that Solomon's teachings have repeated us to us over and over again is the wisdom of using our words correctly, knowing when to speak, when to be silent, and knowing what specifically to speak in this in this particular moment, right? And it's so different. It takes wisdom. You know, I'll give you an example. You know, Romans eight twenty eight. We all love this verse. For God works all things t- together for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. We all love this verse. Um, I'm probably not going to quote it as I approach the casket of a widow and she's in her grieving. And I look over at her and I said, well, you know, God causes all things to work together for those who love him are called according to his purpose. Yes, that's scripture. And yes, you've spoken scripture. And yet this probably wasn't the right moment to speak it. Wise people 
that's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Okay, a lot of Christians are just carrying around the knowledge of the Bible, and they're putting it everywhere, and they're, you know, thinking, well, God's Word always produces fruit. <laughs> and it never comes back null and void, and you're just going around everywhere. Wise people can go a step further and realize, like, my words are like the loaded barrel of a gun, and I need to choose them carefully. And they're only really fruitful when the word is spoken and gone out in its right season, right? You can plant you can plant seed in the ground in winter, and it won't grow. So I have to have the Holy Spirit's guiding through the wisdom of God to know what word to speak in each season and circumstance and moment. Not fearfully so. I'm not afraid of saying the wrong things all the time, that it, that it freezes me. I'm just careful that um, I speak uh, when God wants me to, and not because I have to. Some of us like to talk. And when we like to talk, oftentimes, um, we feel as though we always have to have something to say. I mean, I'm a preacher, so I struggle with this. And I, But I've found, especially in the last year, the Lord's been dealing with me on this. And sometimes I just sit in conversations and listen, and I don't say anything. And I feel so refreshed by doing that, because I never felt like I needed to say something. And um, And then also, I've had moments where... Uh, I've just kind of sat there silently and asked the Holy Spirit, okay, Father, um, you're going to open a door for me if you want me to say something. Otherwise, I'm going to remain silent. And then I've been in those moments, and then out of nowhere, people will go, well, Pastor, do you have something you'd like to say? And now I'm actually given an entrance in to speak. And we need to look for those opportunities as well. I believe wise people do that. And so, um, and so, you know, because if I if I'm a person of wisdom, I might just squeeze that widow's neck and just say, "I love you," you know, "I love you," and I loved your husband, you know, and just walk away. And it's like that might be all that they needed. They may not even needed that. They may have just needed the biggest hug um, from the Father flowing through you in that moment where you said nothing, right? Or maybe maybe the word the the Lord does give you a word. You know, maybe it's you say, you know, you feel it in your heart to say, you know, the word says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. I know that this hurts like pain you never felt before, but I am believing that 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 Abba Father, Father God is going to be nearer to you right now than you've ever experienced in your life to help you get through this. And it's not going to be by your strength, but it's going to be by the power of His Spirit dwelling nearer to you in this deep darkness that you're experiencing. And you're going to experience new dependencies upon Him here than ever before. So that you're going to look back at this season and you're going to feel that if you turned around too quickly, you would see the face of God because that's how close He is to you. You know, it's just in that moment, that's a fitly spoken word. But if I just come in kind of like a spiritual bull in a china shop, you know, and, and, you know, just, you know, you don't understand what I'm saying. Words then lose their effectiveness and power. So wise people choose our words very carefully and closely. And unfortunately, one things, one thing that Proverbs is not, is it's not a collection of, of, of black and white instructions that, that, I mean, they are rather black and white, but it's not black and white enough that I don't still need the spirit of God. Right. And so, um, I mentioned that yesterday, 
uh, about that. I think it was yesterday. It was about, a, I said there's a verse in Proverbs where it, it kind of seems to contradict itself. Well, sure enough, I guess I could feel where I was because that's actually in chapter 26 where it says, verse 4, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Verse 5, Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. And so what this shows us is, I can't just go, this is a foolish person, I'm not going to speak. Oh, if we could only say that. And so that's what wisdom isn't um, that plain and simple. I have to have wisdom to even process and understand these wise sayings and know how and when and where to apply them. That's the very heart of wisdom. Knowledge is just to know. Wisdom is to know when and where and how. So answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Sometimes people are speaking things to you and there's nothing to say that won't drag you into the foolishness that they speak of. And then other times there's things that are speaking of foolishness and you need to answer with a wise, fitly spoken word um, so that he doesn't continue to grow wise, he or she, in his own eyes. You've actually got a chance to speak a word of truth and life into the circumstance and situation. And yet we need the Spirit of God and discernment and the wisdom of God to know when and where I'm supposed to insert my portion of the into the conversation, okay? And so, okay, I'm going to kind of rapid fire through a couple of different ones in here. Uh, if you have found honey, verse 16, eat only enough for yourself, lest you have your fill of it and vomit. I thought someone might need that today. Um, <laughs> uh, let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. Those two kind of compare their, themselves to one another because it's like, just because you found a good thing, you've got a good friend, you've got uh, something that tastes good, uh, sometimes too much of a good thing is still a bad thing. So, you know, you go over, this is just common, like, it almost feels like it's common sense, but it's not. It's actually actually wisdom just because you had a good time at a friend's house don't say what are we doing the same time next week you know maybe let these moments come together more organically so that they can be more special laura and i have actually done something like this in our own lives many of times we've experienced these amazing like retreats like vacations as a family and we've literally tried to go back and do the very same thing, like repeat it to a T, and it's not as special the second time. And that's because we just have to be discerning of the season and what's right for the moment. What was right one time isn't right every time. And so, you know, um, that's just what wise people understand as they're discerning of the time. Uh, then it goes on to say, whoever sings to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda. So what this means is wise people are sensitive. Again, this why you can't just the 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 wise person isn't one that just goes around singing, you know, loud all the time and patting people on the back and, you know, how how are you? I'm better than I ought to be. You know, it, there's actually something about wisdom that is always containing joy and letting your light shine, but yet discerning and being sensitive enough of the people that are around you. Sometimes you have to mourn with those who mourn and you celebrate with those who celebrate. So you're just wise people understand and they can feel the people that they're around and they don't dim their light, so to speak, but they, they just learn to adjust 
um, the way that they're carrying the presence of God in the circumstances that they're in. And that's exactly what Abba Father does to us, is he meets us where we're at and then lifts up our countenance to his own. And so wise people understand that as well. Um, It is not good to eat too much, honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. A man without self-control is like a broken in, a city broken into and left without walls. Wise people have self-control. They can control themselves in all things. It's unwise to let your carnal nature have its free reign of anything, even if it's food. Okay. Um, and then, uh, moving on into a few other quick, quick sayings real quick. Um, uh, like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Uh, do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than him. It talks about the sluggard again. The sluggard says there's a lion in the road. There's a lion in the street. The sluggard is so afraid or uses fear as an excuse to ever leave his home. Uh, whoever meddles in a quarrel that is not his own is like one who is, takes a passing dog by the ears. Um, so we, we stay out of other people's affairs when, when we're able to, unless it, unless it, we're directly commanded by God to be a mediator in some way. Um, it is, it is the man who deceives his neighbor. A mad, like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is a man who deceives his neighbor and says, I am only joking. Um, and that's powerful. I try to teach that to my children all the time. You can't do whatever you want to and call it, and call it funny and it becomes righteous, right? So we, we have to, there's a lot of things that are done and a lot of things that are spoken to other people jokingly that still, uh, have real impact. Our words don't become, our words don't cease to be life and death just because we laugh at the end of them. They're still life and death. And we're all working on that, aren't we? It's difficult sometimes um, to, to not have a greater desire to be righteous or to be funny than to be righteous. And uh, so that's something we're all praying through and drawing nearer to you. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Uh, let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. Again, humility uh, and kindness. Uh, and then uh, whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice rises early, rising early in the morning will be counted as a curse. Again, just this understanding of sensitivity. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another, getting around righteous people. Um, a quarrelsome wife is like the continual dripping on a rainy day. Again, we should seek, wise people seek unity in our homes and, and, and uh, pursue marrying of righteous people. Um, and uh, uh, know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. For riches do not last forever, and, and does a crown endure to all generations. So pay attention to what the Lord's given you and steward it wisely. Um, that's what wise people do.